Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. And thank you, as always, for joining me here on uh, Let It Grow. So uh, we've got a lot of different things going on right now. We've got a lot of earnings news that we need to cover, some of the main names that we trade, uh, some of those heavy uh, weighted names in the NASDAQ, as well as the S&P, have uh, come out with earnings and they are moving the markets, right? So We've got a lot of that to cover. We've got some news out of the Fed and what they are doing to combat inflation. We've got uh, some more talk as about uh, AI for one. That is certainly a hot button here again this quarter as more people are reporting earnings. Uh, we've got some uh, some real streak-worthy news here in the Dow. Uh, I think we're sitting at 12 days currently uh, of wins for the Dow, 12 days of green. And uh, I think the record is about 36 years old at this time for going 13 days straight of green and the Dow that was set back in January of 1987. So we are really uh, clawing our way to see if we can't make it out of this trading day uh, in the green for the for the Dow. We are about uh, 20 points up on the day, which is 0.06%. So we are floating positive negative here on the Dow. We've got uh, about three quarters or uh, sorry, one third of a loss on the NASDAQ, one third of a point loss on the NASDAQ, about 10 points down on the S&P 500. So uh, modest losses on the NASDAQ and the S&P and the Dow is really trying to claw on to those gains to get that 13th day of green. But um, yeah, with that being said, uh, let's go right into what the Fed is doing and uh, what their commentary is around uh, inflation. And uh, but long story short, we're getting another 25 basis point hike. If you've been here for a while, uh, you probably already knew this. We've been watching the CME FedWatch tool. We've been looking at some of the commentary and some of the uh, uh, jobs reports and really what the economy is doing and really what the Fed said last time. Right. This was kind of telegraphed previously that we could get one to two more rate hikes before uh, kind of a holding period and then eventually cutting rates. Uh, probably somewhere in early 2024. At least that's what we're thinking right now. So uh, we got the rate hike today, 25 uh, basis points, and uh, they're kind of leaving the window open as to what can happen going down the road. They're saying they're going to monitor things. They're going to watch all these different uh, uh, consumer trends and, and spending that's going on out there to really uh, you know, meet inflation head on so that we don't have any more... Uh, you know, runaway numbers going forward. So uh, we've been watching CPI, PPI, they have as well. Uh, some of these things are still trending up. We want to see those slow down. And uh, we really want to see that inflation number get back to around that 2% yearly. And that's the target. And we're going to see what it takes to get there. So there's going to be a lot of lagging effect from all these other uh, interest rate hikes that we have seen. And uh, some of the different banking concerns that were out there, those are going to have a lagging effect. So that means we will see them in later reports. It doesn't always uh, show up right away on the reports that they're looking at when uh, we raise rates or when some different things hit the market. 
So we've got that to uh, contend with. Normally, when we see that, uh, you know, these smaller companies are going to take a, the brunt of that uh, as they need to borrow money to sustain their growth. And uh, more expensive cash means they uh, are going to have to pay more for that growth that they're looking to do. So uh, smaller names, Russell 2000 names, that's going to be a small cap index, are going to take a lot of that weight today. Uh, and normally we think technology names are going to need uh, more cash in order to grow as well, even though some of these uh, names in the NASDAQ have more cash than a lot of different countries. But uh, that is the general theme is that uh, the NASDAQ names need more cash in order to grow and uh, in order to borrow, it's going to cost them more. So that's kind of maybe one of the reasons that we're seeing the NASDAQ down today. But uh, another reason would be some of the news in Microsoft. And um, we are seeing a sell-off today on Microsoft. We're down around $15. Uh, well, call it $16. We're about 4.5% down on MSFT. Now, they're saying that uh, Azure grew about 27%. Um, just looking through this article here on briefing.com. It's available on uh, E-Trade. And uh, I'm just trying to go through some of the different things that are happening with the company, right? So they said, uh, Microsoft said on a call that Azure continues to take shares, customers migrate their existing workloads and invest in new ones. Uh, it says Microsoft Cloud surpassed about $110 billion in annual revenue in fiscal year 23, with Azure accounting for more than 50% of the total for the first time. Uh, so there's a, a lot of growth still in this cloud uh, segment for them. Uh, we're seeing uh, continued healthy renewal strength in their commercial business, which includes its upsell and attached motions, particular, particularly with Microsoft 365. Uh, Microsoft saw a record number of 10 plus million dollar contracts for both Azure and Microsoft 365. Uh, I believe with this, they are also, this is just a, a sidebar for me, they are adding on some AI assistance with these packages per user. Uh, so I think it was something like $35 a month per per user. And now with the AI tool added in, it was pushing $70 a month. Uh, so they are really looking to grow out that side of the business as well. Uh, what else we got? We've got uh, RPOs. I don't Commercial RPOs increased 18% uh, on a constant currency to about $224 billion. And roughly about 45 will be recognized in revenue in the next 12 months. Uh, and its consumer business, the PC market overall was in line with expectations. Although the early timing of back to school inventory builds benefited Windows OEM. Uh, advertising spend was slightly lower than anticipated. Uh, we've got uh, LinkedIn. Looks like it's uh, being impacted by some of that advertising spend as well. We've got uh, Microsoft. They're still in the process of acquiring Activision Blizzard. We still think that's going to go through. Even you know, there's a lot of uh, talk around that one that it wasn't going to be allowed. Ultimately, it uh, it made it through court, made it through the appeals, and it looks like it's going to get done. So uh, I still am very uh, uh, bullish on this news. I really think that Activision Blizzard and Microsoft running it would be a very good thing for for Microsoft. And I think if they still allow those access to uh, Nintendo and Sony, uh, I still think that that can be beneficial for them as well. So we will certainly see what happens there. But um, they did guide down, right? They guided uh, lower for their September quarter, 
which ultimately had a lot of people scared. So uh, overall, it looked like a pretty good quarter. And uh, it looks like that going forward is really the uh, the concern that uh, some of this growth might slow. And uh, ultimately, people are kind of cashing in on some of these massive runs that Microsoft has had. So we kind of talked about this one. And I, I, I kind of wanted to point out that, uh, you know, before we, I was saying that this one has really just run up too much for my liking. And uh, the smallest of hiccups on earnings can send it down, you know, four and a half percent in a day on what seemed to be decent news, right? So uh, you, you really got to take a look at the names that you've got, whether they run up too much and uh, could a lower guidance going forward uh, hurt these names. And in this case, that's exactly what happened. Uh, a lot of this good news was already priced in and any little blip to the to the downside sends this one falling. So I'm still bullish long-term on Microsoft. Uh, I think with a, uh, a significant decline like this, we could certainly take advantage of that going forward. Uh, I might have to take a look at this one again uh, going forward for the investing challenge. Uh, now, in uh, in other news, right? We've got uh, we've got Google. Let's uh, let's change pages here and get back over to Alphabet. Or uh, I always use the the ticker G O O G L, but you could use G O O G uh, for the Class C shares. But um, yeah, we've got uh, we've got Google really rallying today, and this. I can't say that it surprised me, right? I've been saying for a while that the uh, the PE on Google made more sense to me than most of the other large cap tech names. Uh, this one was in the twenty some upper twenties on the PE. Let me uh, let me pull that up real quick, just so we have a current number. It's sitting at twenty seven, and I think I made the argument last time. It's trading cheaper than Pepsi, trading trading cheaper than uh, Starbucks, a, a lot of other names out there in that consumer business that. Uh, I still think that Google is much more uh, strongly tied to growth. I would certainly like to be on the the growing trend that is Google at a 27 times multiple compared to those other names in that low 30s multiple. So this one does not surprise me. They had a good quarter. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people are really concerned about AI uh, really hurting Google's search business. And that is definitely a concern. But uh, we've certainly seen that uh, Google will try to navigate these waters and make it work for them. And every time I say Google, my phone is listening to me and trying to search for something. Let me turn that off. Uh, so um, where was I at? They are going to pivot. They're going to integrate that AI system of their own bar. They're going to do uh, a lot of different things in order to keep generating money. Uh, we've seen the uh, the growth of advertising through YouTube. We've seen a lot of their uh, smartphone business take off, as I'm saying with my Google device uh, trying to listen into me right now. Uh, you know the the headphones and the the Nest and the, you know all the different things that they are looking to get into. Uh, I think they're going to pivot. I think they're going to integrate the AI where they need to. Uh, I think they're going to still have the uh, the lion's share of the search market. And uh, we're still going to see what they have going forward. But uh, I really do believe that they are going to be a leader in that space as well. Uh, I think we're going to see some some names really emerge as the front runners. Uh, I believe Google will be in that uh, position when it comes to AI and uh, what the next uh, Web3 could possibly look like. So I'm still bullish on this one. 
Uh, I've, I've said it before. I'm sure I'll say it again. I still really like this stock. And, uh, you know, after a 5.7% uh, gain on the day, I might not be looking to buy it right now. But uh, if this one cools back down, you know, gives back some of these gains that they're posting today, uh, I could see adding to this position going forward. So that is definitely something that I uh, like to see, right? This is a, a stock that I really have a, a high conviction in. I was talking about this one last uh, October, November, December timeframe, that it was one that was on my short list of names to buy. Now, it really hasn't rallied the way that a lot of other uh, large cap tech names have, have really rallied. So I still think that there's a lot of room left in this one. The PE is still uh, very tolerable for me. I don't think that we're paying way too much for this name that's still got a lot of growth left in it. And uh, it's one that I would look to buy uh, you know, on any real weakness. Uh, now, next up, we had Visa come out. And um, looking over here on Visa, they still got a significant amount of upside, around 20% here. So I'm still uh, bullish on Visa, right? Uh, we are down about 0.8% on the day uh, after their earnings here. And um, man, I, I really am a strong believer in this business. So this one was trading down more earlier. Uh, we actually hit a low of 227 on the day and we're sitting at 236. So it really rebound, rebounded off of those lows. I think a lot of people are seeing the same thing that I am that uh, it doesn't really deserve to be that uh, that cheap. And uh, they, they really bought this one up quickly after some of these larger declines on the day. So uh, what do we got here? Uh, earnings were benefited from resilient spending, uh, though the stock dips as growth slows. So some of these numbers were, um, I think, around 11 or 12% of growth year over year. Um, last quarter, and now we have slipped down to around 9%. So they're saying that the uh, the growth of the spending is slowing. Uh, the volumes are, uh, I believe, still strong. Let me uh, let me take a look at this article here. But uh, there, there's a lot of different things to unpack around what's going on there. We still have a strong consumer. But uh, if we look back a year, uh, I think a lot of people will remember the fact that everything was, what can you get your hands on? I want uh, a, a new car. It didn't matter what options it had. I, you know, you go to the lot, there's three left and you buy one. Uh, and if one came in, that was a, you know, a newer model had to have it. Uh, it was going for multiples higher, uh, 20,000 over sticker, 40,000 over sticker. Uh, Tesla's were uh, significantly more on the MSRP, and now they have been able to dial that back. So there's a lot of uh, spending that was happening last year that uh, might not be the same this year, right? We also had a lot of that government stimulus kind of slow down. Uh, so now people are living on credit. So I still think that uh, people are going to be using their cards. I don't know that there's as much or there's not as much free money in the system right now. So uh, higher inflation is cutting into a lot of things. I still really believe in Visa going forward. I, I think that was also shown in the fact that it recovered so much within one day. Uh, yes, it dropped. There is a, a little bit of bad news there that the, the volumes were uh, lower, I believe. I believe that's uh, the story here. Uh, it says the company logged a 9% increase in payments volume during the June quarter, along with the 10% increase in processed transactions. Uh, and this is from MarketWatch. 
I'll try to, you know, uh, cite my sources here when I am actually reading from them. Uh, Cross-border volume, excluding intra-Europe transaction, rose 22%. Uh, definitely makes sense. More people are back out to travel. Uh, while overall, cross-border volume was up 17%. Uh, so cross-border transactions occur when cardholder spends with a merchant based in a country other than where their card was issued. Uh, so that's definitely uh, ramping back up. Uh, it says the consumer is resilient and stable. Uh, while people may have shifted their spending preferences since the pandemic days, allocating a greater portion of their budgets toward experiences rather than retail goods. Uh, aggregate spending is still growing at a healthy rate. So I'm still thinking that this is a, a solid play long term. Uh, it looks like they are uh, able to guide higher. Uh, Visa's revenue for its fiscal third quarter rose uh, to $8.12 billion from $7.28 billion. While analysts tracked uh, by FactSet were expecting $8.06 billion. Uh, so all these numbers look good to me. Uh, I still believe that uh, Visa is in a uh, kind of a class of its own along with uh, MasterCard, really. There's some others that uh, are real strong contenders there. But uh, they are a, uh, a premium operator for sure. And uh, I think with the PE around 30 that's probably in the area of where this one typically kind of trades. And on any kind of weakness, I think this, is, this one will be bought up. So uh, that's, uh, that's my two cents on Visa. Uh, down a little bit on some uh, lighter than expected numbers in a couple areas, but uh, really broad-based. Uh, the consumer is doing well, and I think that's a good thing for the economy as a whole. So uh, one more that I wanted to get into was uh, was Raytheon. Now, I haven't really looked too close into this story, but uh, there is going to be uh, some recalls and inspections uh, on Pratt & Whitney engines for, uh, for commercial airline uh, engines. So uh, they are going to be bringing in, I believe, about 500,000 uh, units. And they're going to be inspecting them. And I think it's going to take about a day. They're going to figure out what is going on with them. And uh, I was listening into a story. I, I forget on which, uh, which channel on Sirius XM. I know I was listening yesterday. They were, they were talking about all this, different th uh, this type of news that they were facing right now. And they're going to be looking at these engines. A lot of these were going to be brought in for service anyhow. So they're saying this is not as significant of an impact as to... Uh, what it was actually going to be doing. I think those numbers are wrong now that I'm saying it. Uh, I, I believe the number of, of planes that are actually affected in this is much lower. I, I apologize. Uh, I think it was the A320. Um, I'm going to have to probably check back on this. But the, the point of why I was bringing this up is the fact that it was trading down so sharply on this news. But uh, it really wasn't as big of a problem as the market was making it. Uh, if I look at a five-day chart, it was just a dead drop from uh, the 24th at 96.72 to the 25th at 81.86. I mean, we dropped significantly on a uh, on, you know about uh, 15%, 17% in a day on a what is otherwise a very strong company. So RTX Raytheon. Uh, in the way of industrial aerospace defense, I think they are a solid operator. Uh, I owned them back in the UTX days when it was, uh, what was it, United Technologies. 
and now they have uh, split off some of their business and now they are operating under Raytheon. But um, man, this one, uh, listening to what the, uh, I believe it was a, a CEO or a C-suite executive was saying, I really believe that this company was getting beat down more than what they deserved on this uh, uh, voluntary recall and inspection. And uh, there was a, a lot more to take a look at into this one. So I'm going to put a little uh, watch list note on RTX to see if this one doesn't make sense to buy as it is uh, cheaper right now, right? And it's uh, going to be looking at these engines over the next 12 to 18 months. We're ultimately going to see uh, what's going on with them. And we might have a little bit of time to build a position here into a, uh, a solid company. And uh, while we're on aerospace, I believe uh, Boeing reported today as well. And uh, they had a blowout to the uh, to the upside here. So uh, Boeing is now sitting at 232 up about $18.47 on the day. That's about 8.6%. Uh, and let's see. Uh, what we've got here, we've got, um, I'm looking at a story here that says Boeing swings to second quarter loss despite 18% revenue boost. Uh, so this is from Dow Jones, uh, it's one of the most mentioned companies in the U S in the last 12 hours, the aerospace giant swung to a record loss of 149 million or a loss of 25 cents a share from a profit of 160 million or 32 cents a share. Uh, revenues were up 18% to $19.75 billion. Uh, adjusted loss per share was $0.82. Cents. And they still plan to deliver about 450 of its 737 MAX aircraft this year uh, and 70 to 80 of its 787 Dreamliners uh, and plans to boost uh, jetliner production, reducing its debt. So they did have some good news here. There's still a loss. I still can't say that I like the company. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it should be a much better position than where it is. I think there was a lot of management problems out there in the past. Hopefully, they're getting through some of that. Um, but I still can't I can't go ahead and recommend this one. Uh, I mean, then again, I'm not going to give you financial advice. I'm not buying this one. That's what I'm going to say. And, uh, you know, take that for what it is. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot of other earnings coming out. I know we've got uh, Meta coming out. Uh, I think that is certainly uh, noteworthy. We've got a lot of different things going on there with Zuckerberg, uh, I believe, being indicted on some different things that they were forced to bring in some documents to um, to the feds to really go over what's going on over there. We've got Chipotle coming out, uh, I believe, later today as well. And uh, we're, we're looking for some good news here on Chipotle. Uh, they've got a decent amount of foot traffic. And the uh, chicken al pastor has been a, uh, a good success for them. We've got uh, GM coming out with earnings as well. And let me go ahead and pull up GM. I do believe that they beat and moved up nicely as well. But uh, let me pull up General Motors here. Um, modest on the day, only about 1%. But I believe they reported yesterday. Um, and that might be incorrect. They've got... Uh, they plan thousands of EV chargers in a $1 billion U.S. push. They've got, uh, let me see. I'm, I'm not seeing this earnings story here. We've got uh, GM, Hyundai, and others to build 30,000 uh, fast EV chargers and challenge to Tesla. Uh, we'll see what happens there. We've got, uh, let me get to this earnings news. What do we got here? 
We've got uh, revenue up 25% on strong demand. Oh, that's awesome to see. Uh, but it doesn't look like the the company has really taken off on some of this news. Uh, so we've got um, GM's first quarter revenue rose 25% to $44.7 billion. Strong demand for vehicles, including their newest versions of largest pickup trucks. Company raised their 23 pre-tax profit guidance to 12 to 14 billion. Previously, it was at 11 to 13 billion. So they are also looking to cut an additional 1 billion in fixed costs. So they are getting their costs under control. I definitely like to see that. Uh, that is certainly something that has just been uh, a major um, kind of watchdog oversight on a lot of companies right now is making sure that these costs are not rising too rapidly. We've really trimmed down the workforce. We're really looking to cut back on the spending and focus on making that uh, those earnings that we really need to see. So um, this one, uh, let's see if we got any analyst upside from, from this one going forward. Uh, currently, we got about 25% of upside on GM. Average price target at $47.91. Bank of America came out today and said $75 price target. It is $38 right now. That is a massive upside, uh, B of A. Uh, Barclays says hold 46. Nomura says hold at 43. Mizuho says hold at 40. And Goldman Sachs just says, hey, buy it. I don't even have a price target, but just go ahead and buy it. So uh, Bank of America, extremely bullish on this one. And uh, ultimately, we'll see what happens going forward in that EV battle. They've got those chargers coming out with Hyundai. And uh, we'll see if they're going to be a real competitor to Tesla or not. Um, as far as Tesla goes, uh, I guess Elon's, well, it's, we could just make it the Elon show. He's uh, trying to change the name of Twitter to X. He's getting met with some uh, trademark uh, uh, infringements. Somehow, I believe Google and Microsoft own the, the trademark to the letter X. Uh, I'm surprised they don't own the trademark to every letter and then you just can't use a name. Uh, but uh, that is uh, looking like it's hurting the value of Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it going forward. Uh, they are saying that he's lost about 5 to $10 billion in Twitter on the private market um, in the last week or so, roughly. And uh, ultimately, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Tesla is trading around 263.83. Um, and the average price target over the next 12 months is 263.33. So about 50 cents higher than where the price target is sitting. Uh, I still believe that this one can rally on any kind of news. So uh, I'm going to try to buy some more on some dips here for myself and uh, maybe get to the point where I can write a covered call on this one. I only need a couple more shares. I'm just trying to time some things out and make sure that it is going to work well uh, for me here. But um, yeah, I know that there's some more earnings news. I'm going to take a quick break though. If we got some more earnings that needs to be covered, I will uh, get right back to that news. And we're going to cover the investing challenge for week 31. So stick around. All right, guys, we are back. And uh, just please go ahead and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you get all future updates from me here on Let It Grow. And uh, if you can go ahead and invite some others to join in, uh, that would mean the world to me as well. So uh, I did get that RTX, uh, that Raytheon news incorrect. Uh, the recall that they are looking at affects about 1,200 engines. I think the number that I gave was completely off. Uh, this is actually going to uh, affect their or reduce their free cash flow by about 500 million, uh, which 
like I said in the, the interview that I did here, they said this is not that big of a deal. Uh, even on uh, this uh, this article that I am reading right now on Google, it is saying that it is really not that big of a concern to them. The 1,200 engines, a, a lot of them had to come in for maintenance anyhow. Uh, so if uh, about 50% of the ones that were uh, affected, uh, about 600 of them needed to come in anyhow, and uh, the remainder 600 uh, are still going to be looked at. And, uh, you know, that it's going to affect air traffic a little bit, but this has been a known problem for about three years. And uh, the, the airlines knew, the FAA knew, and uh, now they're bringing them in to go ahead and inspect everything. So this is on engines made between 2015 and 2021. Uh, so with, with that being said, I think, uh, I don't know that I've done this before, but uh, I think this might be the first time I go ahead and purchase a stock right while I'm recording. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and buy some Raytheon. Uh, there is a good amount of upside on this one. We're sitting at 86. As I said, we were sitting at 96 or 97 yesterday. Average price target's about 105.18. There's about 22% of upside. This is one of the ones that uh, when I read this, I, I think this is completely a overshot to the uh, to the downside here. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on this one. I'm going to go ahead and buy it right now. And uh, ultimately, we'll see where this one goes. So I'm buying some shares at 86.14. And again, this is uh, something where I don't think that this one is going to wait for us. Uh, by the time we get this one out for a vote for the next week, and we give it another week, I think something like this is going to rebound. So I'm buying RTX. Uh, right now, market order didn't do a limit. I'm just buying it, and uh, we're gonna see where this one goes from here. As I said, I've been in this name uh, before, before the split, and uh, it looks like I'm getting back into it now. So this is order. This is in. Um, I'm on the RTX train right now. So this could be a trade. This could be a long term. We've got about a 2.7% dividend, so that is nice as well. And uh, again. Uh, just really, I don't think this one is going to stay down for long. So I went ahead and purchased. Uh, and if it goes ahead and drops a little bit more, drops back down to some of the lows from yesterday, uh, I'll probably go ahead and add a little bit more to this one. Um, going forward, Coca-Cola, they also reported uh, ticker KO. I know we just bought this one for the investing challenge uh, on week 29. So two Mondays ago, we went ahead and purchased this one. They actually uh, were able to beat uh, their guidance and then raise their guidance following some price hikes. Uh, they are saying that there are some macroeconomic challenges that are weighing on them, but uh, overall, uh, shoppers are you know just kind of taking these higher prices in stride. What isn't higher at this point? As I kind of said earlier, everything is higher, uh, so people are still going to go ahead and purchase the things that they like, and uh, you know just kind of deal with it. That's uh, kind of how it's been out there when you're looking to buy anything. So uh, we've got about a 2.9% dividend on this one. PE sitting at 27, still higher than I like, but uh, they continue to grow and people uh, and consumer tastes really don't change. Uh, you know, it's normally your Pepsi or your Team Coke. And uh, there's really not much room for anyone else to kind of come in and step on their toes. So I think that this one is going to continue to do well. Average price target is 72. We're sitting at 63. That's about 14% of upside and a 3% dividend on a name that uh, has been around forever. 
uh, I think that this one is going to continue to do well. Uh, I'm glad we added it to the uh, to the investing challenge. And just uh, while I am here, I'm going to take a look at this uh, this Webull portfolio where we are doing the investing challenge. Uh, link in the description to get you going. Uh, we are currently up in the green eight percent. Now we, I say that you know eight percent doesn't sound like that great, but uh, friendly reminder: we started the year at minus fifteen, so uh, minus fifteen, minus sixteen, something like that. So we're up 24 percent in the year. Uh, so this is definitely really taking a, a turnaround for us here. Uh, on the day, we are flat. We are, you know, I just said, looked and we were down 12 cents. Now we're up uh, 15 cents and uh, we're, we're really doing well on this uh, this portfolio. So uh, I'm very curious to see how we finish the year on this one. And uh, ultimately, we'll see what we uh, have to, you know, really uh, purchase this week with uh, these five names that I've got for you this week. And uh uh, if you'll you'll notice this, uh, I'm really not looking at too much on the tech side. Uh, so the first name was a healthcare name, right? And that was uh, ABV. A B B V. Uh, we've got about uh, 18% of upside. We should have a decent uh, dividend here. It is a dividend aristocrat off after the spinoff from Abbott Labs. We've got about 4.18% in dividend. That gets you about a dollar 48 uh, per quarter. Uh, so that is a, a real hefty dividend on AbbVie. Uh, so I'm I'm really liking the uh, the business. I've been in this one a long time. Uh, we've got um, some different uh, slowdowns in the business one with some patents expiring, but uh, we've got a lot of other things that are in the pipeline. Uh, and I'm really long term. I'm bullish on AbbVie, and I'm really kind of bullish on the uh, the healthcare sector as well. Um, this PE is a little bit higher at 33. But uh, I really think that the dividend and the pipeline is going to make up for it. As I said, the earnings have kind of come down with some patent expiration. Uh, so I believe that once the uh, the other drugs hit the market and the earnings come on back up, this PE is going to drop back down to where it probably should be. And uh, so this PE is not exactly accurate for, for what's going to happen going forward. So just kind of take a look at that and know that it is a piece of the puzzle, but it's not the overall end all be all when you are looking to invest, you really got to see what else is coming up. Uh, so ABBV uh, is the number one on uh, week 31, not in any particular order, just the way that I wrote them down. Uh, number two, we were looking at this one this time last year, and that name is AutoZone. Uh, the ticker is AZO. And um, man, this one, with the, the way that car prices have been, uh, used car prices have come down, but I still think a lot of people are priced out of buying a new vehicle at this point. So if you need to uh, maintain your vehicle, uh, I think, you know, new or used, I think you're going to have to go to AutoZone or uh, a similar uh, place at some point uh, to in order to keep your car running, in order to keep it on the road. So uh, the, the PE is a little bit more tolerable on this one as well, 19.79. However, the share price might scare you away from buying AutoZone. The uh, the current price is $2,492. That is quite a hefty price. But uh, when you look at uh, the market cap versus how many shares are outstanding, you'll understand that uh, the price really doesn't mean all that much. So this one is priced uh, appropriately. It's still got a good amount of growth left in it. Uh, I still think it is going to be uh, 
favor some for the trend that's out there that people are going to be keeping their their car on the road uh, and and not really looking to buy an overpriced new vehicle. So there is about 13% of upside. Uh, I do like this one. I don't own any, but uh, if you are looking to buy some and you don't have a, a broker that allows you to buy fractional shares, the Webull link in the description allows you to buy as little as $5 of a name. So a uh, good way to tiptoe into a stock that is uh, a price point of $2,400 in order to get a small fraction of that share if you're looking to purchase it and not spend $2,500 on one single share on some different brokerages. Uh, so that's number two, AZO. Uh, number three, and this is uh, this is one that's it's probably gone up since we even uh, talked about it over the, the, the weekend here. Uh, it's, it's about flat. Oh, uh, it it traded up. Uh, it's it's kind of come back down today, but uh, this name is Humana, uh, the uh, healthcare uh, provider service insurance company, and I, I definitely think that these stocks make a lot of sense right now. We saw Humana and United Health say that uh, more people were looking to get those uh, surgeries done that they put off or those uh, treatments they they put off during COVID, looking to get them done now. Uh, so a lot of people were saying that these uh, stocks or these companies are going to trade down on the fact that they have to pay out more for these uh, procedures that are going to be, uh, you know, caught up with this season. And, uh, you know, that uh, that did happen. They did get traded down. A lot of people thought that these were going to be dead in the water, but then they came out and beat earnings and guided higher. So it, it seems like they almost sandbagged us a, a little bit here. And uh, we still can take... Uh, you know, action on what's going on with these companies. So for that reason, uh, I think uh, United Health already recovered a little bit more. Humana's uh, trailing a little bit behind them, but uh, PE is 18 times. Uh, quarterly dividend, uh, about three quarters of 1%. And I really think that long-term, we're going to need healthcare. We've got a lot of uh, need for the insurance business. And uh, we've got uh, about 23% of upside. And, um, you know, if you had healthcare problems, you know that even if you paid the insurance, you go to get the procedure done and you're still going to have uh, more bills after that. So the insurance companies know this. They're going to continually find ways to make money. And uh, unfortunately, it's going to be out of our pocket. So at least we can uh, invest in these companies to take uh, part in some of the gains that they see from us paying our, our premiums every month. So uh, HUM Humana is uh, number three on the week. Uh, and you can vote for these on the Let It Grow Investing group on Facebook uh, to get your vote in to see what everyone else is talking about, and uh, you know really join the uh, the chat over there as well. Uh, so let's uh, move on to number four, and uh, that name is Exxon Mobil. Uh, ticker is XOM, and uh, again with uh, with these rates going up, you know we might not have as much money to go out there and go traveling. Uh, or really looking to do, uh, you know, new new building, new construction. Uh, another reason that Caterpillar is probably trading down today. Another reason that Exxon's down a little bit today. But uh, I think long term, once these rates start coming back down, that has been forecasted by the Fed. We're going to see more, um, you know, more cash in our pockets. We're going to have a little bit more free cash to play with, and. Um, we're going to start seeing more people getting back out to building. We're going to see more construction crews out there. So I'm thinking that uh, this could be a good time to buy into Exxon. We're sitting at 120 or 105. The average price target is 124.60. That's about 18 and a half percent of upside. 
Solid dividend here on XOM, also about 3.5%. PE is very low at a seven times multiple. And uh, they're also getting into, or they're definitely going to be looking to get more into uh, alternative uh, renewable energy sources as well. So I don't think simply that uh, you know oil and gas is a dying breed is really a reason to avoid having some income uh, from the dividends that Exxon and Chevron and a lot of these other oil names uh, produce in our portfolios. So number four is ExxonMobil, XOM. I think we've got a little bit of uh, time to build a position here. And then ultimately next year when uh, you know fuel's more in demand, uh, I think this one's really gonna, gonna trend up nicely for us. So that's number four. Uh, number five, we're going to get back to a banking stock. And this one has already rallied a good bit, but uh, they had a pretty decent uh, report here uh, from Charles Schwab. The, the ticker is SCHW. And uh, they had more money coming back in. They uh, surprised to the upside on earnings. There's a, a lot of different things that were looking to be overblown with uh, Charles Schwab through the banking crisis. Uh, a lot of that investment banking had slowed down. That uh, business is actually stronger than the uh, the fears were all making everyone think. So this one really uh, was one of the ones that, uh, again, something that I bought when the uh, the banking crisis really hit. Uh, let me let me take a look at that. I, I put it into my IRA, so I'm going to take a look over there and see just how this one's performing for me. Uh, got to get uh, to the IRA, but uh, yeah, so this one really is something that I thought would be a safer stock. Going to uh, get back into some more of that investment banking really had traded down uh, from a lot of fears that were overblown and. Uh, yeah, this one is actually up 23.5% for me. I bought in at $53.93, and it's currently trading at 66. Uh, so this one is, uh, is definitely something that uh, I think I bought it at the right time. And I, I probably could have bought it a little bit earlier. I waited for a little bit of a reversal to see that this one was trending back up. And uh, it's definitely something that I think is going to continue to move higher. Uh, especially on a lot less banking concerns, uh, a lot more demand for their, what they're doing in investment banking, and uh, just one that I think can trend higher going forward. Uh, 19 times PE, uh, quarterly dividend of 1.5. So uh, that is number five for the week. So most of these stocks have a lower PE. Uh, I think AbbVie was the highest at 33. We kind of covered as to why that might be. But uh, more of these stocks... You can really wrap your head around the valuation, what they are, what they make, and really why they could be going up here going forward. So that's the five that I got. Um, yeah, Charles Schwab still has around 10% of upside. Uh, some of these are actually going to be lower uh, price targets from uh, some different trades in the past. And uh, I believe that they can trend higher yet. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to hop off of here. I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. 
I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.